second episode of the Back to Warcraft podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. We can't really react to your feedback yet because the episode wasn't actually released yet. So the one episode is still in the dark. And if you hated it, I'm sorry. We uh, didn't quite improve things yet, but we will hear it uh, very soon, I think. So we're still here. It's me, Neo, and Bidu. Hey, I can't see you. I'd like to see you, but yeah, uh, yeah, here now, we go. there you we go. Now I can see you. Hello. What's Hello. going on, man? Uh, dude, it's a, it's an easy day. You know, I started streaming at 1 p.m. Central European summertime, and now it is close to midnight. So it's uh, triple duty for me today. Now you're putting in the long hours. I just got out of bed like 20 minutes ago, cooked myself a nice plate of pasta, and uh, ready to start my day. So little <laughs> contrasting days, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Contrasting days, man. That we I feel like we get that a lot these days. It's just uh, it's kind of wacky, eh? Like you never know if you're super busy or if you got you know a free free time. Do you think you're having more free time lately, or just super busy? Depends on the week. I think there's weeks where I'm still super busy as I was last time, but I think I dipped into that uh, in the first episode already. Like since we picked you and Carson up, I'm having a lot more free time than last year, especially around the launch of Reforged, uh, that that was very, very stressful. Also, when we started the DreamHack coverage, because we kind of reinvented how we broadcast. That was that was an interesting task that took a lot of hours. But apart from that, uh, now everything <clears throat> is pretty chill. But of course, when you're working in the media, you still have busy weeks. But I can say like, okay, this week and the next week are going to be super busy. And then I take three days off and then everything is fine again. This is a lot healthier than i was in 2020 that's good healthy neo is a sustainable neo that's good man i just think you're always working so i I never know even when you're not streaming you're always working right so it's hard to really uh it's hard to really say if you're off or not you never really have time off when you unless you're sleeping my, my my brain is working even when i sleep man but when i'm not available then i'm with friends or if i'm not responding then i'm with friends uh might just feel that I'm super busy. But this year I'm actually I'm <laughs> so lazy, dude. Me too. I don't even want to do anything. I'm getting back into Narcos Mexico. I'm just like chilling. Just chilling like a villain. I mean, I haven't really sat down. Do you watch Netflix shows? Like I feel like I don't even watch TV anymore. I watched the entirety of Star Trek the Next Generation. I think that's 7 seasons with like 25 episodes each. Dang. So <laughs> I watched a lot recently. I got into that Star Trek grind. I'm a Trekkie now. Is it actually good? I've never been a Trekkie. I've never understood it, but I assume the story is good. So many people like it. Um, It sucks. It sucks, man. It's so bad. (laughs) Is it like cheesy? It's cheap entertainment, yeah, especially mm. the early episodes. It's super cheesy because it's like early 90s, everything is 4 by 3 Character development doesn't really happen because, you know, it's rather standalone episodes than an entire series but uh, yeah it was just simple entertainment and i bonded with the characters a little bit and so i watched it all why not there you go what uh you know we just did uh, a podcast last week and i was thinking when we were starting to do this we're like is week is like a weekly podcast too much like are we gonna run out of stuff but la- Dude, as soon as we put that podcast out, there was some shit going down right away. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, all right, well, we got more to talk about. 
Yeah, definitely we do. Um, You've had a bit of a yeah, rough think... week, eh? <laughs> Me? Yeah, a little uh, bit. Uh, yeah, uh, this is our talking points. We're going to talk about the PTR and we're going to talk about all the... Uh, I'm not supposed to call it drama anymore. Some conflicts between uh, people of interest in the Warcraft scene. And of course, that goes down to Todd and Ente, where so far it didn't really say much. Uh, because I really had to talk to a lot of people, I had to think myself, and I'm still not 100% sure what the right stand on things is, but maybe we'll figure this out together. As I I was kind of thinking the same, like, is weekly too much? And then, and this is what I thought you would be saying, I thought, hey man, I'm, I'm kind of missed this, can we do this more often than once a week, but <laughs> I think it's a good schedule. Yeah, I think it's good. As soon as we got off the, I wanted to keep the first one going, to be honest. I was actually like, I got that fire in me. And as soon as like, you're like, no, we're done. It's one hour. We're cutting it off. I was like, shit, I have more to say. And uh, it got me in the mood. And now, you know, you wait a week and then you get back into the nervous, anxious. But I'm, I'm excited now that we're on. We're on, baby. It feels good. Um, I mean, we should start with the good news. We should start with the PTR, which I, I think is good news. We, we got our questions answered. Exactly. I, uh, this podcast is not supposed to be a patch analysis, I guess, at least not on my part. I will probably do a YouTube video or something on it. Um, this is pretty much just what we were hoping for in the first episode, isn't it? We were kind of, I don't want to call it begging. We were hoping, we uh, voiced our, our wishes that we would see a second iteration of that patch. And once again, this sort of dialogue where they put out a patch and then we answer as a community they think about it they implement new patches and a second iteration of that ptr and that is pretty much exactly what happened yesterday i think it's so good because you know me and you have been in the warcraft 3 scene for a long time you know i, I left for starcraft 2 but i've always been watching ptr patches were always just what the devs wanted to do and i felt like they weren't ever really taking our feedback uh, we kind of just took what we could get. Um, now, this is like literally, if we say something on Monday, they're changing it in two weeks and actually listening to what we're saying. Uh, these PTR patches, you know, they put one out, I think March 19th was the, the patch. And then two weeks later, we got the post uh, the other day that's saying like the changes and the updates. And they're actually listening. Our, my concern, a lot of people's concern was the teleport cell. They They reacted to that. Um, they are literally listening to us. This is perfect. Um, I even know StarCraft 2 people tweeting out like, why is Warcraft 3 getting more attention to their game than ours? Uh, our game's better, whatever, whatever they want to say. Um, this is a good spot for Warcraft 3 right now. Um, I think they, they, I think they, our questions were answered. We didn't know, like you said before, new team. We didn't know if they were going to wait a month to make these changes, if they were going to even do revisions before the PTR came out. We had no idea, but this looks like they put something out. They wait two weeks for feedback. They listen to the feedback. They put something else out. And then we have our PTR, our patch going through obviously next month, but this is perfect. So far, definitely is. Let's see what they do with the feedback we give them now. I think there's still some questionable things in there. And referencing StarCraft, I think they're talking from a pretty high horse because what they want is an entirely new map pool for competitive. We are so far away from that. We're kind of happy if they 
implement one or two maps. We're doing the maps ourselves, right? So we just want a couple of tweaks here and there in comparison. And second thing, we shouldn't get used to this. As always, I'm a little cautious when it comes to good news because uh, if you expect too much, you can only be disappointed, right? That's kind of a, a thing, especially with Blizzard, that you can always fall into a trap like this. So we know that some people are working on non-tier one blizzard games i'm going to call them like starcraft like heroes and warcraft of course falls into that as well maybe still starcraft remastered not sure about that what's going on there so we saw around blizzcon some changes to heroes of the storm starcraft they didn't do anything yet but what if they just take turns what if this team just takes turns so first it's heroes then there's one round of updates for warcraft then there might be an update for starcraft and then it's heroes again yeah, that'd be fine to me. I think, you know, how much Warcraft 3 adjustments do we really need? I mean, if they come back in six months with another adjustment, uh, to me, that's still an active patching team. Um, I think, you know, some of these changes do have to go through. I think I think a lot of people are questioning, like, the Sundering Blades still just going straight through. I, I think, you know, that's something maybe we have to try. Maybe we have to just put that through, and if it's a horrible idea, then we can adjust accordingly, but maybe... Maybe there's, you know, ad adaptability. That's the whole point of a PTR patch, right? You can't just like shit on it and adapt to the old or stick to the old traditional ways. Sometimes you got to shake up the game and, and this patch definitely does that. So I, I, I honestly, I, I'm optimistic right now. And I know that that's the Warcraft 3 curse is like, we're all so happy because we get what we <laughs> want for one month and then 13 years of darkness. But then like this month right now is good. And I don't, I don't really want to jinx it. I want to stay optimistic. People are listening. That's a fact. That's the truth. They're listening to what you say. They're listening to what the pro players say. They're even listening to what the amateur players say um, because some of the input is just really good. I think what you did on Reddit was a great idea. Gathering everyone's thoughts. Uh, such a good resource for, you know, Blizzard devs can't just straight up go to someone and say, what do you like, where, whose opinion do I take? Right. So I think, you know, Reddit is a very good spot and, and, you know, you did a good job of gathering 15, 20 opinions across the world, across different skill levels and MMRs. And I think, uh, that helped a lot and, and just open communication like that. The community's ready to give feedback. And finally we have a team that wants to reciprocate. I think it's great. Yeah, that was a lot of work last uh, two weeks ago, but I think it was one of the coolest things I did around that patch. It was probably more valuable than my patch analysis um, because I think Reddit is slightly above or should be way above the Battle.net forums when it comes to quality of feedback. If you look at the uh, most of the answers, let's put it that way. Some of course obviously shit. Um, so once again, disclaimer, we're cursing here and stuff. And it's not censorable. I don't know if that's even a word. Uh, but they, they can't just delete stuff. If it's on Reddit, then it's on Reddit, right? But I can also uh, put opinions in there. I can put videos in there. I can put tweets in there. But I'm because I'm really not sure how much they monitor Twitter, but it's still the number one uh, voice that a player, for example, has. We have seen tweets of... Who was there? Xlord, for example... Um, yeah, like some some tweets, and I'm, I want to make sure that they see them, so uh, I curated that thread and sent it to Blizzard. Of course, I never got an answer, but uh, that email that they listed, they're probably monitoring it, and so they have the chance to see these tweets with 
uh, out much work. And for the players, it should feel good to be heard and be on a broader medium than their own Twitter accounts because most of the players' Twitter accounts aren't that big. So if we give them a stage, that should encourage them to give more feedback. And that is kind of already what we see uh, with the second iteration here. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's just all good stuff. And it's hard, right? Because uh, like I said, a dev can't just go up to someone and be like, hey, whose opinions do I take? Um, they have to kind of just do their own research and, and make their own opinions. So I think just having a resource where you have Korean, Russian, Europe, American, South American, uh, Chinese opinions, like all, everyone all over um, is just like the right way to go. And of course, they should just look there. It's not biased. It's it's everyone. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I think uh, what a good time to be in Warcraft three. Exactly. And you know what uh, will be a good time to be a fan of Warcraft three as well, because we got some dates announced. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. Yes? Yeah? Do you want to give them? Because I don't know what dates you're referring to. But <laughs> I, I know, knew. I, I, want... I know we have dates. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to set you up a little bit. Sorry about that. W3 Champions Season 6 Global Finals, ladies and gentlemen. April 30 to May 2nd. That is one more day than usual. Because uh, now it's not uh, separated European and American tournament anymore. It's all merged as the latter is also merged. And we're going to have uh, the top 16 players from all over the world playing the one-on-one -on -one competition, the top eight teams in two-on-two -two, uh, for the first time playing a tournament, and top four players of FFA will play a special show match slash tournament. So W3 Champions broke all the viewer records, 11,700 in January, and now expanding to probably the biggest and hopefully best episode ever. I'm excited. I like the iteration of the 2v2. I love the iteration of the FFA. I think the FFA is like a golden uh, hidden gem of, of Warcraft 3. Um, I was there for the old FML seasons. Uh, it, that was such a, it's such a good format. It's such a good game type. Um, I'm so glad it's getting a spotlight. I think there's a lot of players that uh, still play it and they're very good. There's a lot of players that still play it from 10 years ago, by the way. Some familiar names. I'm like, wow, uh, that guy's still playing. That's incredible. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's great, and um, you know we have we have the the obviously the implement uh, implementation of flow because that's a War Three Champions thing. So they're actually just going all the way with the integrated uh, leagues. I love to see that. You got to try it out. Um, you can't. Uh, I th I think this is the best that we're gonna get. You know, it's not gonna get any better. Um, Warcraft Three isn't <laughs> capable of doing online zero ping for both players. This isn't Smash. This is a different game. So I think. Um, I think it's a good idea. I think try it out. You know, I want to try it out with Dust League 2. I, I, you got to try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If you have players bitch and moan, then uh, you go from there. But War 3 Champions, I think a lot of people give them the respect that they deserve. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play on 100 ping if I need to because this is what the community wants to see. Yeah, I asked Axlord because in the very beginning, he was one of the biggest critics of the server system we got. And he said, when I can play on 100 ping or slightly above, I'm going to play. So now it's up to the W3 Champions admin team to find the, the right server locations for all the play modes. I helped a little bit. I reached out to the StarCraft Intel Extreme Masters World Championship uh, admin team. 
and ask them what they do. Of course, server structure is a little different, but hopefully we can get some ideas. And it kind of shocked me on what ping they played. It was uh, round 150 for Extreme Master StarCraft. Uh, different game, though. Different game, different micro. 150 is not bad. Wow, you're pretty neutral today. We're pretty calm I just, today. I mean, come on. Have you played StarCraft 2? I played uh, the campaign, the first one. 150 ping is not that bad. Okay. But for is Warcraft 3, it's, it's different. Is 100 ping bad in Warcraft 3? I think yes, because in StarCraft 2, you can get away with losing, you know, 10 lings or 10 whatever, because you have so much mass units. And for the most part, the whole army moves together and uh, you can get away with that difference in ping. In Warcraft 3, everything's so scaled differently where one unit dying can be the end of the game. Um, you take risks at the highest level where you try to push yourself with one HP blade master trying to win walk out. You can't do that on high ping. And those are the moves you have to make to beat a Lin or a Moon or an Infi. Um, I think the ping is a huge difference in Warcraft 3 to StarCraft 2. Um, I think you're just making up excuses for your loss on Friday when we play each other. Wait, what server are we using? <laughs> yeah, Europe, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not. I don't complain about ping because I'm not at the highest level where my my uh, moves matter that much. I don't really see the difference because my skill's not good. Um, but I imagine when you get the higher level, you see the difference, you feel the difference, and uh, I think you do in Warcraft Three anyway. But uh, I mean, I noticed you were grinding uh, yesterday. You actually matched some of the Dust Boys off racing, and uh, well. Dude. Dude, Oops. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> so guys, you're guys, kind of holding back, though. What, so, since since so when guys, are you holding back? You're so calm and collected and neutral and fair and stuff. What's so, up? So, guys, Neo doesn't GG on ladder when he loses, uh, which makes him a piece of shit. <laughs> once. I did that once. Why would you not off- GG on ladder, dude? It's your account. You have to GG when you get owned. Are you going to GG on April 2nd when I own you? Come on. Well, I, w- I will call... I will tell you GG when you tell GG first. But just... I got... I had a bad day, a long day. And uh, I'm already making up excuses for this shit. No, yeah, I shouldn't. I, sh- I, sh- I should have called it GG, but I got annihilated. I got embarrassed by Duck playing Orc. I didn't know at the time, which, which makes it even worse. But I thought... I had the right idea, and once again, it was the stupid Farseer running into my base, destroying me, which happened 560 million times before throughout my 150 games that I did on W3 Champions. So I got a little tilted over this Farseer. Well, tilted, I didn't flame or anything, but uh, yes, I I am ashamed that I once did not GG out, and then it was Duck, and you were all watching, and it was embarrassing. Well, we weren't all watching, but Duck just said, "Was that real, Neo? Neo? He didn't. He didn't GG me." And I was like, "He didn't GG you?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "I owned him." He didn't say GG. I was like, "Oh, did you GG against Kaiser?" Uh, yes. Good man. Good man. One and of two. One of two Dust Boys got a GG yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was a was a very very good day, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was it was it was fun though. I'm still trying. Uh, to get a few games in here and there. I was playing until 4 a.m. yesterday. It really got to me that I got smashed so hard. I wanted to get back into platinum. But What's uh? Possible, what do you what are you struggling with on ladder? What do you what do you hate playing against? Human and night elf. 
Me too. I like playing in Sork, actually. Yeah, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's so fun on our level. Yep. Uh, a lot of high-level players will complain, probably. I do like my mirror, except if it's a Lich Ghoul Rush, it's a little bit lame, but I'm not going to try giving you ideas for, for Friday. But I'm going to be I'm gonna be straight up, brother. I think I think we got a mirror match there without uh, saying too much. But yeah, that that's what uh, what's fun to me. What's not fun to me is a little uh, Twitter action that happened, and this should be, I think, our main topic of today. It is Ente versus Todd. And normally that wouldn't be an issue, but for some reason, Back to Warcraft gets lumped into that as well, and. For some reason, you have to answer for the actions of Todd and and Ente, and I I just don't. Uh, I'll hear your opinion first, and then I'll give mine. <laughs> Once again, you're holding back. You're I was very quiet today. this week, man. I was very quiet this week. I just sat and read uh, all the comments, and um, I mean, obviously, I have an opinion, um, but it, I think the spotlight's more on like who bring like you know obviously. Okay, go ahead. What's your opinion? <laughs> Okay, first of all, we have to explain our viewers what happened because not everybody is on Twitter and that's what good podcasters do, right? They introduce the story, so this is what we have to do as well. It was, I don't even know the date anymore. Was it Wednesday? No, it wasn't Wednesday. Thursday? Somewhere. Um, So the the Mouse Sports guys had a feud with Todd for a couple, like certain months, I think, at least since the start of Reforged, uh, Enter and Exlot, for example, were poking fun. One with a little meme here and there on Twitter, but one is rather calm uh, in comparison, I think. So there were a lot of memes. There was a little bit of poking here and there from the mouseboard side. And that had a little bit of drama last year throughout the ESL season already when people got banned on Twitter and uh, Twitch accounts on both sides, I guess. Uh, especially, of course, Todd sometimes rather trigger happy when it comes to Twitch bans for probably. Um, yeah, I I sometimes get rid of people as well, so I can sometimes understand that when I'm not in a good mood. But yeah, uh, things got sorted out though. In the meantime, I think that was in December, January, somewhere like that. Uh, Todd and Ente met, they talked it out, it was all peaceful, it was all good, and that lasted for a while. And then Todd met Ente in A4 and 4, and the, the 4 and 4 team of Ente won. Todd was analyzing the replay afterwards, and in that uh, recap, he called Ente a bullshit player. And Ente didn't think that uh, it was very funny. And so hold I think on. That so Ente. Uh, was beating one of Todd's teammates in a 4v4. And then he smiley faced him in game when he like trashed the teammate, the orc player who got destroyed. And then Todd called him a dog shit player. Uh, later in, in the analysis, like the 4 and 4 team of Enter clearly won. And Todd was pointing out why that happened, flaming his teammates a little bit uh, because they went for the wrong unit comp and stuff and called Enter a bullshit player in the process of reviewing that game on his stream. So there's 
obviously I, I don't think dog shit someone calling a dog somebody else a dog shit player I don't think that's a hanged offense I think wait wait wait, wait wait we're not we're, we're not done with the recap yet oh okay first okay. First, go first first we have to get through the recaps so, okay yeah go ahead uh that was I think that uh the straw that broke the camel's back for enter after uh, the animosities over the years and after making peace after a while so he rep- like he tweeted that out and uh, said like we made peace and stuff and now he calls me bullshit player so was a little bit of backstabbing I felt like and that I think is not a big deal but he tweeted at ESL at back to Warcraft so basically at Todd's employees shortly afterwards uh, Todd leaked the DMs from after the incident and Enter had no good words either uh, it was something in the realm of uh, you're an insane retard. So, yeah, not not too wonderful. And Todd then afterwards tweeted at Mouseports, for example. So both players are exchanging uh, this behavior on Twitter. But I haven't seen a- any action yet. Not from ESL, not from Mouseports, nothing. So that was the standalone incident last week. And here's how it's relevant, guys, while we're talking about it, is because uh, then the question became, you know, Todd as a prominent figure in the scene, um, as a commentator, as a caster, as uh, pretty much a voice, a big voice and a big face of, of the game that we have, Warcraft 3, should he have an opinion like that against players that he's commentating against? Um you know, player to player, it's totally fine. But like, you know, Todd as a big co- a caster, should he be able to say on his own public forum that, you know, someone's a dog shit player? Is that something he just should stay away from doing? Um, I would say probably. Um, but, uh, you know, I think um, the big concern for, for Back to Warcraft is now it's being lumped onto us because people say, well, how can you have this guy on? And then they go to ESL and they go, how can you guy have this guy on? He's toxic. He's, uh, he says bad things. He's just like not a good, uh, figure for the community, what have you. Um, and then, you know, we sit here and we have to, for some reason, analyze why Ente and Todd have a feud. And it's, um, it's weird. It's a weird situation to be in. Super weird. It's an uncomfortable situation to be in. And then we're damned if we do or we're damned if we don't. Uh, like if you just cut ties with Todd for right now, I don't, I'm not even saying that you need to. I'm just hypothetically. Okay. Like if you just cut ties with Todd right now, is that the right move? If you keep, I have like a glare on my face from the sun. Yeah. Um, if you, if you cut ties with Todd right now, is that the right move? If you don't cut ties with Todd right now, is that the right move? Um, is this uh, uh, answer that we have to come up with right now? I have no idea. I think it's, I think, well, this is like, we're talking about cancel culture, first of all. Um, I think that every action has a consequence and the bigger you are, the bigger the shit hits the fan. Um, and in Todd's case, you know, everything he does or says is like magnified on a, a microscope and, you know, calling someone a dog shit player isn't a hang at a fence, like I was saying earlier, but I think it's just an amalgamation of everything that he does on his own public forum. Should that affect what he does, like in his own private forum? Because, you know, his own channel, it's public, but it's his own thing. It's not related to any other entity, right? But does it impact overall? 
And sure it does. But I think the community decides that. And, you know, if someone's going to get canceled and if he's going to lose his gigs to ESL and if he's not going to come back on Back to Warcraft, he's not going to be um, the person they pick, then that's just going to happen organically. And I, feel, I, I just believe that. I believe that if, if the shit hits the fan long enough that you will have the consequences. You want, aren't just going to slide by. And I think the problem with Entei is he's sick of, oh, he can't keep getting away with this. You know that meme uh, from Breaking Bad? And Ente, Ente wants change done. Is it the right move? I don't know. Is it completely biased? I don't know. I think there is a difference between um, professional Todd, who I've worked with, and who he is on his stream, which I've, I've viewed. Um, I don't know where you draw the line. Yeah, we, uh, in the course of this podcast, will not come to a conclusion where we're not the, the jurisdiction here, and we definitely shouldn't. Um, I kind of ignited that fire with us getting dragged into this shit with this stupid joke on my Twitter, because Anta said something of, uh, he insulted me, and uh, he, he called me a dog shit player in front of his 500 viewers, or 600 viewers, and I said, uh, and that was stupid, uh, tell your 10 viewers 60 times that Todd is a dog shit player. And I shouldn't have done this, and I thought it was all in good, clean fun, and I was joking, but that didn't come across like that on Twitter, and probably stuff like that is more like, either I stop it, or I do it when people can hear my voice, so I'm clearly joking. Twitter can be misunderstood by a lot of people. I got a lot of shit for that. I talked everything out with Ente, and he knows how I meant it, and I know that it didn't came across the way that I meant it, but that a lot of people saw that and reacted to it, and that kind of what got me into the discussion. That was stupid, and of course, um, it's a also thing because we did act as a little bit of a moral institution. Is that the wrong word? Is that the wrong description? I don't know because. Uh, I personally called out Insub after he uh, flamed against Resaman where he said, oh, go kill yourself, because that for me is definitely crossing a line. And of course, we had this whole incident with Terra last year where uh, Terra wanted a country wiped off the earth, which is, I think, also a little bigger, and we took action there. So in hindsight, would I do the same? In Insub's case, for sure, uh, I talked with Insub as well, and I would always do that again. I would always point that out again. That was, for me, definitely something that crossed the line. In Terra's case, it was rough and it was hard. Was it the right punishment? I don't know. Probably wouldn't punish as hard as I did last year, um, because he apologized afterwards in a pretty sincere way and he's behaving really well since then as far as I can see from my POV right now. This also leads to something that you said already um, which is kind of a quote from I don't know Reddit or whatever it was what they do on their stream is their thing and I don't think that's true if you have a certain audience, if you are a pe uh, person of public interest, it doesn't matter if it's uh, 2,000 people or 500 people or sometimes even 50 people because you are definitely an influence. And in Todd's case, you can clearly see that in other stuff, like, for example, the Dispel 
meme or the let's go champ meme with Mikhail. Like Todd clearly has an influence and sometimes that even or, or maybe that even goes for the human versus undead matchup because before Todd was so vocal about this matchup, I don't think the community was this vocal about the matchup. There was always criticism, mm -hmm. but not this mega one-sided. So these three examples, or let's let's say two and a half examples, um, show the influence and so it doesn't really go that way. Like what you do on your stream is not your thing. You're not doing that for you. You are doing that for a lot of people and you influence the people that are watching you. Yep. And like I said, whatever you say or do, it's not even really how you meant to say it. It's how everybody else takes it. And sometimes there's no time for an explanation. And uh, personally, you know, man, it's it, you got to watch what you say and you got to watch what you do now. That's just the time we're in. And uh, I, I think Todd has great analysis behind the, the desk. I think he's a great caster. I would hate to see um, I would hate to see him lose lose a shot at anything. you know I think he's uh, I think there's more good than bad, but sometimes the bad takes over. I hope it doesn't. Um, that's all I'll really say about it. You just have to you know every action has a reaction and a consequence and you just got to be careful about what you say. And, and like you said, he, he's such an influential player, uh, person on the scene that um, I feel like for him, he should just, yeah, he's got to be more careful. But um, yeah, it's just a shitty situation. It definitely is a shitty situation um, from someone who worked with Todd multiple times, like throughout the entirety of 2020, starting in Anaheim uh, to the grand finals in, in this January, February, whenever it was. It's super cool to work with Todd. It's so amazing. He is, as you said, a great caster. is a great analysis, but he's also very professional behind the scenes. He's always pushing uh, for for new stuff. He's always striving to improve us in the way we work and um, does this little Twitter uh, guess the winner thingy. So it's always... Mm, Todd always goes the extra mile when working so i have nothing bad to say about him with a working relationship and also we get along now really well but that was different like five years ago i had my issues with with uh with uh todd as well i was banned on his stream i am in the luxurious position that i'm not a competitive player I'm way too bad for that uh so we don't cross each other on the battlefield but we crossed each other in certain chats and a lot of talks uh but somehow some went along the way we found a way where we can coexist and now i would call it a friendship um be friends with each other that was a rocky road but for us it worked but of course i understand that it might be a little uh harder when you're a warcraft player yeah i mean i've also had my feuds with todd but i would definitely say like now that we've gotten to know each other a lot better i think we get along really well and we work together really well i think he's very helpful to a lot of uh things in the scene he's very supportive as well and i mean we could say good things i would hate for people to just listen to this and be like oh wow they're todd dick suckers and like you know they're so biased and whatever i mean these we're just giving our opinion on working with the guy um i have nothing but good things to say when i've worked with him uh, so, you know, it's, it's frustrating, but, um, yeah. Yeah. For example, um, what we had our arguments about was that I was kind of sick and tired, uh, of certain balance wine in the back to Warcraft chat and which that we, of course, 
cut him some slack at first, um, but after a while we uh, treated him like every other viewer. So Todd got a lot of timeouts from us, from our mods, and we had a lot of arguments about that. But uh, we found a good solution. And also Todd and I, we have our disagreements about calling GG at the end of the game. Thanks for ruining my argument now by bringing up that one tidbit of the yesterday's letter stream. Because um, especially in, in, in tournaments, I think you should be a role model and you should GG out even though the game was, was trash or you're disappointed with yourself or with balance or the opposing player. Because once Sonic and, and uh, Todd stopped calling GG, uh, so many people did the same. And I think that's, that's not good spirit, and we talked this out, so we got the well played now, which is, I think, very, very, very good. And uh, this also uh, shows that there is, of course, improvement happening. It's like a stigma, right? It's like, why didn't... If you say hi to someone and they just walk by you, it's like, why didn't you say hi back? Um, oh, that that's happens the, to you a lot, huh? Yeah, it does. That's the whole thing with the GG, though, right? Like, if you don't say GG... Um, people just like animosity for some reason builds up and it's like, Oh, what was, what's his problem with me? So it's just like, it's just become like routine. I might need to put something on that window. If the glare is like becoming an issue because, uh, I think the only one having an issue with it is you because a, the podcast listeners don't even see that this is only for the YouTube audience and they get it one week uh, later because this is of course one week earlier accessible on patreon.com slash back to warcraft the patreon that we launched uh, two weeks ago when you hear this on the public sources uh, you can support us from two dollars up and you get access to cool discord channels and get music and film recommendations you can co get coaching with Carson and uh, what's his name Remo you can get replay analysis and more stuff patreon.com slash back to warcraft isn't it awesome how i just like magically fit that in yeah that was good that was a really good segue all right speaking of remo he had a very uh strong stand on things as well and i kind of touched on that on reddit already a little bit that i am uh, not of his opinion. I'm actually the contrary, and we uh, talked about this on the very podcast, the very first moment that this is a week of contrary stance, and yeah, it absolutely is. Um, Remo uh, was commenting a lot on this and said you shouldn't tag employees, uh, you are trying to ruin um, a person's income and stuff, and was paraphrasing here, saying that people should always be able to say what they want. And shouldn't get punished for it. And I think that's not the case. Of course, you can say whatever you want, but this doesn't take away the responsibility for what you say. Like, I get that this is probably a very American way to look at things. I don't know if how it is in Canada, the free speech argument. Well, it's very back and forth. Um, I don't know. A lot of people think like, well, I can say what I want. This is a free country. And then there's people that say, yeah, but, you know, some of the things you say are uh, or some of the things you can say um, ha have a negative impact. I don't know. That's uh, you're holding back. Of course, uh, it's a very touchy <laughs> subject. And obviously, I have a very biased opinion. Um, and then I have an even more biased opinion with, with friends and, and stuff like that. So I try not to give my opinion because I don't think it's helpful to the argument. Um, 
like I've always said, you know, I think uh, every action has a consequence and, and you're not, as soon as something comes out, it's no longer your thought and your uh, context. It's what other people take in. And that's a scary situation to be in. Um, and the bigger the audience you have, the bigger it gets uh, outlined. I think I think it is ridiculous, though, to, you know, take what Remo says, for example, or anyone, and then tie it into someone else. Like people saying, like, Remo says something and it's related to you. Um, mm. Your opinion's your own. And uh, Remo's opinion is his own. My opinion has nothing to do with Giannis's opinion at all. And it never will. Um, and, you know, uh, I, th- I think it's just ridiculous that people can like be on the same entity and all of a sudden they all are on the same wavelength and you said this. So that means you all think that that's just not true. Um, and, and that ties into the whole, like back to Warcraft Reddit thread where Todd is lumped in with back to Warcraft. And it's yeah. like, well, Todd's actions, you know, calling Entei dog shit have nothing to do with back to Warcraft. And people just find a way to connect the dots and it's very scary how people can just get lumped in and now all of a sudden i mean you shouldn't give your opinion but now you feel like you have to you know you feel like you have to weigh in on what you think and try to justify it um i just think it's weird it's it's just you know it's really weird but yeah in canada obviously we have the same mindset where some people think they could say whatever they want and you know if you don't like it sue me and the other people think well you should watch what you say because people are listening yeah, trying to poke the Bidu bear here to get a little bit more of your opinion here because we definitely dis- uh, disagree and I definitely disagree with Remo as well. Just a disclaimer, not that people think that I'm talking shit behind Remo's back now. We had this argument before um, this year, actually, and I let him know that I, I will talk about this and I-, I-, I will express my stand on things. So I'm not talking behind Remo's back. You don't have to create new drama. This is all good and it's all in good faith. So. Um, what was I about to say? I think, of course, how do I put this? This I just have a super bullshit example. And I know that this is a super bullshit example, but maybe it gets my point across. So, let's say you're on a TV show. Uh, let's say the news or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a news show and there's an interview guest and you know he's from a far right-wing party that it's almost extremist right-wing but he's always behaving in public but you know for a fact that when he is among his circle and his people he will definitely say shit that is that you don't want on the broadcast so do you get him on your neutral supposed to be neutral broadcast or not just behaving just because he's always behaving or he just behaved on your broadcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is the whole issue. Um, and that's a very, very slippery slope that you're dangling in right now. Mm-hmm. Because if you say, what are the what are the answers you could say? The answer is, well, you know, behind the scenes, he's one thing. But when he's out in public, he's cool or whatever. Cool, you know, in quotations. Um, is that an acceptable answer? I don't know. Is there, there's the answer of like, well, I know that behind closed doors, he's a piece of shit and he doesn't actually mean what he's saying publicly. So it's like, then do you take that at face value? I don't know. Personally, I've always been in the case where if it affects what you're doing, then it's negatively impactful and it, and you should do something about it. Um, 
I also like I also believe in like minding your own business. So I I I don't really I'm not really in the I'm not really in the the mindset of like caring what people do behind closed doors. Um that has nothing to do with me. It's none of my business. Um but I think like and this is so easily relatable to casting. For example, um I think as a TO, ESL for example, right? They see a Warcraft 3 event and they go, I want really good minds. I want smooth commentary. I don't have to worry about commentary. I want experienced people. And for example, they go, I want Giannis and I want Remo and I want Todd and I want uh, Carson. Okay. And um, because I know that I'm filling the commentary voids, I don't have to worry about nothing. And it's good. If you're a tournament organizer, you're not really going to care. Let's just assume that everyone has like good personalities in the community as well. Okay. Um, I think you're just, you're just going to like want good product and you're just going to want good commentary and what am I trying to say? I don't know. It, it's such a slippery slope. If it affects what you see on the screen and if it affects what the person hired you for, then it should be a problem. And if it doesn't, then they should go hand in hand. Okay, that's definitely one one way to look at things, but I also like do you think this whole thing would be a problem if Enter does not tech as an ESL? I don't think so. I it think I think it's the same, I think it's the same impact. I think if he didn't tag them, it would have the same impact. I think it is what it is. And that's why I say like if if people like if you if you blow shit up too much, it will affect you eventually. Um then that goes with anyone. I, I think like, you know, if if someone was meant to get canceled or lose their job, they would have. They would have. Either the consequence has the impact enough or it doesn't. And uh, I really don't think you're free from like, well, he's so big that there's no way that you're going to stop him. That doesn't work for anyone. Like, look, we've seen big, big names, big popular people get ended on a regular basis. It has nothing to do with how popular. Nobody's protecting Todd because he's big and famous. Um the community decides that the society decides that. Um, and I, I just think like fishing for something, obviously I would say that, you know, Entei's bring something to light of like multiple cases, you know, cause this is not the first time Todd's done something like this. Okay. Uh, I'm not trying to defend Todd. I'm not trying to attack him. Um, uh, but Entei, Entei's stance was like, I think something should be done about it. And he's totally okay with saying that. Um, it's up to the other people like ESL or whatever, the people that employ him to question if they want to employ him again, the same way it's, it's, uh, a viewer who watches him to say, if I want to keep watching him or not. And you know, the, the community dictates that and tweet doesn't dictate that. Um, I think the whole situation is kind of silly because it was like Ente showing some proof and then Todd digging for more proof and then both of them just like tweeting each other's employers. Like, I think that shit's ridiculous, first of all, but yeah. uh, that's how they want to handle it. That's fine. I, I, it's childish as fuck, but I mean, whatever, you know, uh, do what you want. I personally hate that kind of shit. I think it's petty and sad, but uh, it has no impact on like what's going to come out of it. The outcome will be the outcome. Um, and that's how 46, I feel about it. 46 minutes in and I really got the real Bidu out of you. I'm so proud. Well, obviously, like, okay, you want, yeah, if you want my opinion, I'll get, I'll give it to you. I, I, you know, I have a very high tolerance for things that 
maybe people shouldn't have a tolerance for, you know, but I'm not the president of the world. So I don't like my opinion doesn't dictate everything. And, you know, I understand that maybe if I'm cool with someone saying something like behind closed doors, you know, your friends, they say weird shit. They say stupid things that they wouldn't normally say on like if they're giving a speech to the president. OK, like I understand. But my tolerance is a much is much higher than others. But I'm still sympathetic to people that can get offended and can get uh, can relate to it in a negative way. And that's the way the world works. Um, and that's why, you know, my opinion versus someone else's opinion is is good to have. And then the majority, let's say if, if more people are offended or whatever, they can, they can shut you down and it's a scary world, but it's the world we live in and it is what it is. And you're, that's why your actions have consequences, no matter what, no matter how big you are, no matter how cool you are. Yeah. But he's so good though. doesn't matter. You know, you're responsible for everything you do and, and you, you should be mindful of other people's, um, opinions then again there are some people that go out of their way just to fucking end todd for no reason okay and there's people that just you know really don't like him there's people that really don't like me there's people that really don't like you and those people will like go out of their way to fucking fabricate anything just to get you ended because fuck you okay those are their people out there and those that's a small one percent and those people won't have any impact um and uh, who cares but the, the the big issue is eventually you know something might give and like I said before, I really like working with Todd. I think there's more good than bad. And I would hate to see him have something happen to him. That's all. That's my Jeez, opinion. That's, that's, that's so many things to answer to. So yeah, go where ahead. do we start? Um, first of all, I am 100% with you that it's Entis right uh, to point that out. And I think it's very healthy for the community to point that out, which they did a couple of times before, but that was probably the biggest outlet. And... It is a shitty and childish thing to do from both sides to tag the employees or, or people that hire them. Um, but I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't have had this reaction without it. So sometimes you have to do bullshit things to get a point across. And we see this mm. pretty much everywhere um, that... Uh, yeah, so sometimes you have to do outrageous things um, to just be a little more extreme than usual to get eyes on you. And now we discussed this for, for three days, and I'm pretty sure uh, there were talks behind the scenes and uh, that that there will be more talks, for sure. And this always this always does something, and hopefully in, in the right direction. And maybe things are changing to one side or the other. I th yeah, as you said, there's always a reaction to, to, to stuff like this. Um, it's, it's not like we are sitting here or, or everybody who was tagged was sitting here and is just reading a bit and then goes on with their day. Like, we think about it, we process this information, everybody does. And, uh, and to probably did that, Top probably did, did that. Um, I hope Remo did that because... This was once again what. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, but this this was uh, very outrageous to me once again, as it was uh, a couple of months before. But yeah, that that's my uh, kind of things. Maybe back when, even though I wouldn't do it like this now, maybe setting an example with terror or uh, not. Uh, this this set an example with with Terra and led to 
eventually a better community for a bit because that one example was so harsh and the punishment was so harsh and and so hard and so long. Nobody knows. We will never figure this out, but maybe. Um, mm, so, yeah. So else? I'll more. just <laughs> I'll just weigh into. I think what you said was a good point. Maybe I was wrong about like if Ente didn't tag them, it would have the same impact. Uh, maybe it, it would is just super be, childish, though. I'm, maybe, I'm definitely with it as it's super childish. Maybe it would just be forgotten, though, like another tweet and Entei's not big enough to get that rise on his own. Maybe that's 100% the case. I'm sure there's lots of people that have tweeted out negative shit that people do, and it just totally goes away and people get away with it. Um, I think like the biggest point of this is that let's say someone's get gets brought up, right? Let, let's say, hypothetically... You know, Hitman gets tweeted at and they say, you know, they team, they uh, tweet at Team Dust. They tweet at the fucking Dollarama that he works at or some shit. And they say, this guy um, is a piece of shit. He should be fired. If that wasn't the case, if, he, if it was just a one person's opinion, every comment would be, I think he's great. I think this is just a one off. I think, you know, uh, I think this is uh, ill advised to portray him like this. In Todd's case, that's not the case. It's very 50-50 of like a lot of people agree and a lot of people disagree. It isn't like an isolated incident. So that's why I think it's good that this kind of shit gets brought up because if something needs to be addressed, at least it's on the right track. Um, and whether that's like people need to fix their attitudes, people need to watch what they say. Um, I think everyone should strive to be good, okay? Like, a, a popcorn headline is always good. Trust me, I love them. I will always say something controversial if it gets a laugh and reaction. I think that's fucking great. But there is a line to cross. There is a, you toe the line on, you know, how bad you go to get that reaction. And, um, I mean, nobody's perfect. And I hope people are, like, open-minded with how they approach things. And I hope that people are open to maybe a conversation with the person first before conviction. Um, but I definitely think it's a good idea to shed light on things because, I mean, no toxic behavior should go unpunished or unaddressed. And uh, that's the key, especially if you're a public figure. Um, yes. you, have to, you have to watch what you say. You're not immune. You're not impervious to conviction. So I think... Um, and this is me saying that I like Todd. Uh, and this is, you know, this is me just saying that yeah. uh, maybe you're right. If Ente didn't do that, maybe it's just another tweet that goes out and 13 people see it. And who gives a shit? Um, maybe what, you're right. What, what, what some people are saying that uh, this is all blown out of proportion. And then came this remote quote of people should always be saying, uh, be able to say what they want. I think context, context is so important. Is dogshit player per se a big offense? No, that's, it definitely is not. Uh, that's like calling you a dummy or something, maybe half a level above, but this should always be seen in the context of all the years prior and the feud prior. And yeah, what's happening then? But uh, what, what what a lot of uh, free speech adversaries say is, oh, then I can get locked up for calling you a dummy. But no judge in the world will do that. It's always context and you have to see it in context. And there is 
as you said as well, at some point there must be a line, there is a line. What is that line? Nobody in the world knows. Um, society will just society will just run away with it and and do what they want with it. That's how I feel. Yeah, and we find out clear. we find out the lines from the consequences of other people. But I have a question for you. Should an analyst have an opinion like that? about a player that he could be working with you know what i mean like as an analyst should you have such a, yeah, a an opinion a <laughs> about a player that's in your scene that's that's the main question is like do analysts clam up and just do their job and just analyze the game and don't have an opinion whether you like the guy hate the guy can't stand the guy do you just do your job or is it okay to say you know this guy fucking sucks <laughs> like you know like I don't know. What do you think? That puts me on the spot. Very well. That's like, the issue. That's the that's the issue because I don't think dog shit player is is the hang of defense for Todd. But I think you know him being a huge analyst in the game. Um, should he be saying this about Ente, who's in the game? Like, should he have an opinion like this? And you know, if he has opinions like this, should he still be on the booth? That that's that's a question. I'm just, you know I'm just wondering. Yeah, I think he would. Obviously, never say that in a neutral context when he's not involved, when he's just chilling with us, watching the games, enjoying the tournament that he's not playing in. Uh, that would never happen. On ladder, you know how how uh, heated he can be at, at times. And he's a very emotional player, of course. And then this happens. This, this is, I don't know... So you're saying the it, whole, it, well, behind closed doors, he'll say it, but on a public cam, he won't say that. Like, I don't think Todd would ever call Ente a dog shit player on an ESL broadcast. I don't think if they talk person to person that that would happen in a neutral setting and not after a best of five between them. Just that that is the context, I think. It was the heat of the moment. Um, of course, in this case, it's the heat of the moment once again. And that is, yeah, that that is indeed, yeah, I think that is an issue. But uh, yeah, I I don't really know what what more to say about that. Um, and that is something we discussed uh, a little bit in in private chats before, right? Because in StarCraft, uh, they have Artosis who is raging a lot on his stream. Uh, there are some very funny compilations, but um, he's never facing players he's casting as far as i know so there is this barrier in the warcraft scene of course much smaller than the starcraft scene you don't have this barrier so there mm. is de certainly a clash happening yeah if artosis was playing against if artosis was playing against the top players on the gm ladder in starcraft 2 and saying this on his stream maybe he would be in the similar boat as todd but he's playing against whatever his name is on you know icy cup or something i don't even know what brood war <laughs> ladder is but <laughs> they you know, have their own letter with the remaster or something but i don't know yeah but i i don't know i don't know i just think you know you got to be careful man you got to be careful and uh it's yeah, not um, it's definitely not my opinion or my job to dictate what happens that's just society and the community and like if you're getting weeded out, you're getting weeded out, and that's what the that's what's gonna happen, whether you like it or not, or whether you meant it like that or not, and you have to be careful with what you say. That's all. All right, we're almost close. There, we're pretty once again close to an hour. Wow, we're bang on. How did we do that? <laughs> Time flies when you're when you're 
having a heated discussion, or at least no, it, it wasn't a heated discussion. Um, but yeah, I I thought about this a lot, and I listened to a lot of people, and I chatted with a lot of people, and there's no real right or real wrong. Everything has context. Everything like there's two sides to a coin. Um, there is room for improvement on all sides. Nobody is one hundred percent right. We can all learn from this. I think this was a tweet that I sent out. When was it? Sunday evening, Saturday evening. Uh, we all have a lot to learn and we can all learn from this. Uh, some people in the community can by not being uh, super one-sided because they hate the one or they love the one or the other player so much uh, to have a more neutral view on things. I should just shut my mouth at 3 a.m. when I think I'm funny, but I clearly are not. Uh, uh, it was funny. It was a funny joke. <laughs> it was fucking funny, dude. You know what? I'll be the first one. To, I'm not trying to white knight you, and I think you've built this persona as Mother Teresa in our fucking community, but dude, that was a funny-ass chirp, and it was well-played. When I read that, I was like, holy shit, that was fucking hilarious, and I hope people just noticed that it was a joke. Um, yeah, it was a, was a very adult... Uh discussion with enter afterwards um so that's once again it's all good uh maybe we call on well, we all calm down a little i can tell you that uh i definitely thought about that as i said and that bugged me for a lot of days like monday i still didn't feel good going on a broadcast because i thought oh boy all that happened over the weekend and now i have this broadcast and i'm not duo casting i'm all by myself i have a three minute delay and it's a WGL Open qualifier that lacked, that is, there was guaranteed pain for a broadcast. That mixture of things, because the Open qualifier are kind of slow uh, for us without QQ access, not too well organized, or you can't really follow the organizers because you don't have admin access. So there's a lot of downtimes, and that I thought would definitely lead to Twitch chat drama, which it did not. So I want to praise the community, uh, our community on the Monday. Uh, that was really nice. Oh! One thing I wanted to say. Uh, once again, oh, I have to... This really sounds ass right now. But once again, I have to go back to the remote thing because that is a valid thing that the community said. Um, <laughs> and he knows! He knows! So... Uh, you're an advocate of, of super free speech and everybody should do whatever, but there was the Reddit, th the turn the ship around thread where uh, we said that we will moderate our channel harder than before to get rid of balance wines and stuff. Shouldn't people be able to whine about balance all they want then? Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm against the hard moderation of your channel. So I know I, I'm full. I think people should say whatever I, they want because I'm not having a meltdown over this anymore. I think this led to a healthier chat than we had before with the moderation. And so once again, I repeat, I'm I'm uh, definitely in to a degree. I think more moderation always leads to better results. All right, well, there you go. You guys aren't going to be talking about graphics anytime soon. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> okay. Uh, second edition of the podcast. That will hopefully get a few reactions. 
and that gets us higher up in the YouTube algorithm. And hey, if you're on Apple Music, leave us a comment, leave us a review, give us five stars, give this wonderful man to my side, give him five stars or four, uh, and let us know what we have to improve. And hope you like it. Anything else, Bido? Yeah, I mean, you guys won't get this until the day of, but the next time you hear us on episode three, I will have either clapped Neo's cheeks and you'll be staring at a bald man on YouTube or um, or I'm the worst player on Back to Warcraft. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. It's this Friday in three days from now, but um, let's go, baby. 100K celebration stream. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, obviously, by the time you hear this, it's already done or happening. So hope you guys enjoyed it and love you indeed there's more to come we got the 100k celebration on friday we start our patreon then we can sub to patreon.com slash uh back to warcraft from two dollars up you get podcast episode a week early uh from the second tier and above and of course coaching with remo and carson replay analysis uh music and movie recommendation and so forth and so forth of course we're all on twitch the homepage is back to warcraft.com with a schedule we have a packed schedule esl meisterschaft every tuesday and wednesday esl cup every monday skill cups in between uh, probably or almost every friday we got dust league europe going on we have the wgl march qualifiers going on there's so much stuff and of course esl cup uh, get even bigger as next week from now in april the american and the asian esl cups are starting but this fine man is gonna cast for you alongside carson so hopefully you enjoy that as well as carson's <laughs> theory craft uh that's the back to warcraft podcast episode two if you have any topics for us for episode three let us know if the scene doesn't blow up once again and the topic that dictates itself adios bye <laughs>